Welcome to another episode of Team Anywhere, where CEOs, leaders, and experts at building teams, companies, organizations, and amazing cultures share how to lead from anywhere in the world. I'm your co-host on the East Coast, Judy Bianco Mathis. And I'm your co-host on the West Coast, Mitch Simon. And we invite you to join us to Team Anywhere. How do teams maximize productivity while in a virtual environment? Actually, we've never been set up to be more productive. Today, we speak to Jeremy Redleaf, the founder of Cave Day. Cave Day is a social community where people from all over the world join together and get focused work done. The idea came out of Jeremy's frustration to find time to do his writing and creative work. On the remote work teams of today, the good news is that people have the ability to find time to do focus work and can do it in the privacy of their own homes. The bad news is that many bosses don't recognize how important it is to allow for and even mandate focus time. I went into the cave a couple times over the last few weeks and found that I got more done in three hours than I typically get done in a week. You're going to love this episode with Jeremy Redleaf. Hello and welcome to another episode of Team Anywhere. I'm your host, Mitch Simon, on the West Coast, and we have Ginny Mathis, your, my co-host, on the East Coast, and she is, uh, I think she's under like 12 feet of snow right now. Well, not and quite that much yet. Not quite, but we'll be there. But but today we have, we've got Jeremy Redleaf uh, on No Coast. He's actually in Arizona. Jeremy Redleaf, if you don't know, he is a storyteller, entrepreneur, and closest to my heart, he's a ginger. He is the head honcho at Brackets Creative, a co-founder of Cave Day and the founder of Odd Job Nation. He makes films, experiences, and companies in service of making people feel more alive. And many of you will recognize his voice as he does the voice of Gonigan on Sesame Street. Aww. So, uh, Jeremy, welcome to the show. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. I didn't expect that intro. You went deep. Oh yeah, I was I was you know deep 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 within the internet to find out who this man is, and uh, well good welcome to the show. Uh, I just you know we like to start off the show. How has the last the last nine months been for you in this uh, pandemic? Never better, just crushing it. <laughs> no, I've I've had a I've had a um uh, I've had a positive experience overall. Fortunately, did lose did lose a few people uh, close to me early on, which was tough, um, but. Uh, I've been working, you know, remotely for a long time, so I felt uh, prepared for this, and and uh, it's been it's been a great learning experience. And uh, of, of course, I've been very busy with with uh, helping other people around the world uh, adapt to this new environment. So, can you tell us a little bit uh, about yourself? I, I mean, obviously, uh, when I looked on the internet, you've basically done everything that is possible, except I think walking on the moon. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering to, a little bit about um, your background because you you do seem to be a serial entrepreneur and uh, a quite a creative. Well, you know, I tried to walk on the moon, but I just, I just couldn't get on the ship. Uh, I have a fear of fear of uh, space travel, so uh, it wasn't for lack of trying. Yeah, so so I've done a lot of different things over the years, which you which you highlight highlight highlighted. So, uh, yeah. but these days these days I talk about myself as an artist and an entrepreneur, and I have a company called Cave Day, um, which is how I think you you found me. So Cave Day, uh, we run we run daily group focus sessions for a global community, um, and we also help uh, uh, teams that 
companies big and small uh, learn how to work more effectively and have a healthier relationship to work. Uh, we don't we don't like to talk about the, the P word productivity. We talked about having a healthier relationship to work. Great. So, and so uh, thank you for that introduction on Cave Day. If, if, if I could take a crack at Cave Day, because Cave Day for me is a lifesaver. Um, I heard about Cave Day because Todd Henry on the creative, the accidental creative, uh, you had sponsored one of his shows. And I'm thinking, what? What? You're the caveman Cave Day? So for me, as, a, as an entrepreneur, as a creative, it's, oh, whoop, there's a bird. You know, I have the attention span of a gnat. And what cave day is, whether you are working for uh, the man or the woman, you know, or whether you're working for yourself, it, it's this, it's this environment where people join together who are, who are serious about getting serious work done, where there is this, let's say, group accountability to dive in and get the work that needs to be done. And it's pretty much you, you know, for those of us who like to go off and, and let's say go to, the mountains or, or the, the desert or the beach and no one can go anywhere anymore. It, it's kind of like, like I am committed for the next hour or two hours or three hours with this group of people who are, let's say, cheering me on to get my work done. How did you think of this? How did you come up with this thing? Well, it, it's sort of like the hair club for men. I'm, I'm also a, a client, right? Uh, <laughs> I, I had, uh, so four years ago, I, I had a big uh, existential crisis. I'm a, you know, I'm a writer and director by trade, and uh, I looked at my schedule, and I had, I, I never had enough time to write. I had all these little tiny bits of time in my day, 20 minutes here, 30 minutes here, and it was just never enough time to really uh, sink in and go deep and and um, access my highest intelligence in that flow state. And I actually, at, at that time, I thought I was just a slow writer. I thought I just you know, didn't have what it what it takes to to write fast enough. But it turns out I was just never writing for long enough. Um, so, so what happened was I kind of um, I, I came up with the idea. Of, I blurted out, "I need to take a cave day." I just sort of like came into my head. I made up some rules, um, and I went off the grid for a whole day by myself. And of course, it was transformational, but it was also really draining. Uh, so. Uh, with two collaborators, Jake Kahana and Molly Sonstang, uh, uh, an experienced designer and a, um, and a designer designer, we, we created a, a, a social format. So like, what if we, what if it was energizing if we did it together? And it turns out it was energizing to, to do that together, to really hold each other accountable, but also work together and break together and, um, and push each other. Uh, and, and so we started doing them in New York as a, uh, one-offs. So we would do a whole cave day in New York on a Sunday for all our friends who said, Hey, I'm going to write a book. And they never wrote the book. And we said, Hey, come to cave day. You're going to, you're going to make some progress today on your book. Um, and we did that for about a year. Uh, and slowly but surely we started to do, do it more and more frequently. And we got to, um, every day. Uh, and, and then people started hearing about us around the world. So we started doing them online for people all over the world. Um, and then when the pandemic hit, we were able to shift everything online. So, uh, so, you know, day one of the pandemic, we had, you know, eight to 10 hours of, of, um, group focus every day. So we kind of finally hit this, this long uh, goal of ours to have a place you could go any day of the week to, to, to be in that environment to, to uh, focus and access your full potential. Wow. Yeah, no, it is, it is, um, it, it's brilliant. It's a brilliant, brilliant idea. Um, so let me ask you, ask you a different question. Um, how have you, how have you found, um, what are some of the things that you've done to be successful to to be the I don't know the the manager or the, the CEO or the co CEO to run a remote company like what what has really worked for you 
because um, I'm assuming Cave Day is a completely remote company. Yeah, we were all current. Well, now we're in different states. We all started in the same state, but of course, that's how it, it goes with teams and, and companies. Um, and both of my co-founders are young parents, so so even more so, we had to learn how to how to function as a company wherever we were. Uh, we have a little bit of an advantage in, the, in that we teach, you know, some of these skills. So we just said we should live the rules that we teach. Uh, so that was that. That's been really helpful. But we really just kind of. Uh, We've learned by trial and error, and we've we, over time we've we've developed more and more processes, and we've realized that anything that's not clear or um, or automated <laughs> tends to create slack. So a small example of that is uh, we were having trouble making decisions uh, quickly uh, in our Slack channels, and so we decided to make a voting channel where <laughs> anytime you needed you know you need a thumbs up from both parties you throw it in the voting channel and then they just gave a thumbs up and so and that, that's so simple but it made you know it made all these little decisions go quicker because people just knew where to find them knew that they had to give their thumbs up or thumbs down uh and and so on and so forth so we found we just over time oops sorry move the mic there hot mic uh over time we found that that uh the more we did things like that the, the more effective we became as a team wow that's and this great is built in, i'm sorry mitch and this is built in to if um, is this built into the actual cave day or these are the tools that you all have been using to run your business? Yeah. The, no, uh, the, the only reason, I, the reason yeah. I'm asking is I have found so much that goes wrong is because people are wondering, well, wait, wait a minute. Why are we talking about this? Um, let's refocus. And just being able to say, Everyone, thumbs up or thumbs down on this topic now, then we move on. As you said, little but miraculous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it, the ethos is built into the cave, right? We like to be really, really clear with what we're, what we're working on, what done looks like. Um, and, and that ethos is transferred into the, the workshops we run for companies where we talk about things like how to have effective communication on your team. Because what happens on teams is that, uh, you know, most people, uh, need some time to do deep work with full focus and then also have a lot of meetings and other things that they have to do that are in smaller chunks of time. Uh, and then there's this always on culture of, of constant communication. So how do you, how do you communicate with your team, you know, when you're working and, and how to escalate uh, if an, an emergency arises. So uh, we've, we've taken the ethos of what happens in the cave and, and uh, transferred it to other sort of skills around running an effective remote team. Um, and so those are the those are the skills that we've transferred over to our, our team as well. Fabulous. That's great. And I'm assuming you run these workshops online. <laughs> we used to do them. We used to do them in person, but now we do them online, of course. Uh, and maybe one day we'll, we'll, we'll be back on the road. Um, yeah. Great. So, um, Go ahead. What, what has been? Um, tell me about um, the the wins that you've had um, as co-founders and some of the struggles that you've had as co-founders, especially in in working. I know you've given us an example already, but especially working across the country. Um, what, what, what works well in the remote environment and what, what doesn't work so well in the remote environment? Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously all the tools we use, uh, you know, uh, can be used anywhere. I, I've done work. <laughs> I was driving across country last week and I was in the front seat of my car, tethering my phone to my laptop and I was able to, to do things for the company. And what a cool age to live in, right? That, that, 
the tools that we have can be used to to allow us to be uh, location agnostic. So uh, that's obviously the big the big obvious uh, value of working remotely. Um, and I, and the the value that is challenging to unlock sometimes is the is the value to to um, have that time to go deep uh, and then get back and then report back to your team. Uh, so when we when we talked about when we worked with companies before the pandemic, you know. All they all they would say is always companies big and small would say I go home to do my best work. You know I can't. Mm-hmm. Th- this open floor plan doesn't actually help me focus, and um, I'm constantly interrupted, and and uh, I sneak into conference rooms when I can. But if I really need to focus, I go home. So that that is the opportunity in remote work is that is that uh, there is that separation. So if you if you do have a um, a team that's conscious about how they communicate, you can find that time to to really uh, do that that juicy work that needs to get done um in terms of what doesn't work well remotely or not as well as um you know i think it, it all starts with the fact that we have the, the camera is in the wrong place on the laptop so it's really hard to look each other in the eye right i'm looking i'm now looking at you guys in the eye but i but i'm looking i can't see your faces and uh, now i'm looking at the computer screen and i can't see your eye you know you can't see my eyes uh so there's this little slight disconnect that is so profound like we we co-regulate with each other and and because we don't have that that eye to eye direct connection i think it's it's challenging to um to to regulate your your nervous system and to stay you know, to one stay energized uh, long enough, you can't do it. You know, if anyone's been on a three hour Zoom meeting, you know, it just ruins you for the day. Um, and I think it's, it starts with just the inability to, to have that sort of basic eye to eye connection. Well, I love that word co-regulate. I'm going to steal it. That's ex- excellent. Have you found some little ways? I mean, I try to do it. You know, I, I, I even say I end every class. Uh, that I teach with, all right, everyone smile. You must smile. I'm not letting you off, you know, and everyone smiles and they, then they, of course, they start laughing, but little things to capture that. Yeah. It's, um, it's totally possible. I've seen, I've had incredibly deep and emotional conversations over Zoom. I've had, you know, in the cave, we've learned all sorts of different ways to make people feel connected regardless of where they are in the world. What it takes is facilitation and um, and particularly ag- aggressive facilitation. It, it requires a, a group dynamic where someone's empowered to say, like, we're all going to do this thing now. Uh, you know, right. you know, so it can't, it doesn't happen when you just, you know, I went to a family holiday party on Zoom and there was no leader and it was just everybody talking over each other and it was so <laughs> unsatisfying. You know, you need, you need to strong facilitator for these things it's, it's interesting because when Ginny and i met and we talked about the the new role of a manager or a team leader it was really a facilitator cheerleader and um, I'm, I'm wondering what are some other things that uh, you would encourage team leaders who are attempting to lead their team from from um, from a little tiny camera to do to enhance the the connectivity the relationship the the, the depth the empathy um, for the team we have for each other. Yeah, uh, it's obviously taking the time to connect as a human. Uh, it can be as simple as just from one to five, how you're feeling as a human. You know, that's you know as simple as that, and as deep as really taking the time to do um, really fun things. I've heard so many fun things that teams have done. They've done, you know, every, every week someone does a tour of their house, you know, show and tell, all these sorts of things that can kind of help us feel a little more connected. Um, in terms of in terms of uh, work. You know, one thing we recommend is obviously working together. So, you know, we're going to kill this one meeting a week and we're just, it's going to be a work session. We'll do a little stand up at the top, but now we're going to, for the next 30 minutes, we're going to do the things we're talking about together and we're going to check in at the end. That, that kind of cave-like accountability. Um, and then, and then it's, uh, 
it's being respectful of people's asynchronous work, right? That this is the, the big, the, the big, um, opportunity here with remote work is to really allow people to, to have more flexibility for when they do things. So especially for the people that are parents right now, you know, uh, you know, if you can allow them the flexibility to, to of when they do their work, um, it, it can lead to a better quality of life. So, you know, I, I was just talk, I was doing a presentation for a team yesterday and, uh, and the woman said, uh, you know, they told me that I need to, com- I need to be even more online and more a bit, respond to emails even quicker. So they know that I'm working, um, <laughs> you know, uh, and that's, that's, right. you know, that doesn't take advantage of what, of what the remote uh, configuration uh, provides. I was wondering what are um what's some of the feedback that your your regulars I guess regular cavemen or cave women on cave day what, what are your what are your regulars what are you hearing from them um it, you know it's like oh my gosh I just wrote the great american novel I just got a a nobel peace prize I you know I I solve world peace what what is um what are some of the outputs that you're finding Yeah well you know before the pandemic our 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 regular cave people were, you know, freelancers, entrepreneurs, artists, people that had control over their time, some new moms, anyone that could, could choose when they could hop onto a cave. When the pandemic hit, we had all sorts of new kinds of workers, people that have, you know, were working nine to fives and were now at home and just struggling to focus. So we had to adapt the product and also, um, and adapt who it was for. And, uh, people are doing all sorts of amazing things. We have a ton of books coming out of the cave. We now have some Emmy winners and Oscar winners in the cave. Um, ah. people, people are launching businesses. Um, people are, 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 uh, beating resistance on projects that they've had on the shelf for five, 10 years. Um, yeah, and, that's, yeah. that's the key. Yeah. And what's really exciting is, is a lot of people are coming and doing, um, uh, a hybrid thing. So, you know, we, one of our, our cave lengths is three sprints, three hours, three sprints. And they're going, you know, one for me, two for them. So I'm going to work for my, I'm going to work for the man for two, for, for two sprints. And then I'm going to work on that, that, that cookbook that I've been saying I'm going to do forever. Uh, and so, you know, what's really exciting is, is using the cave, not only to get your, the focus work done, the, the urgent work that you're required to do for your, you know, your day hustle, but, but really people that are coming to also, um, uh, make the time for their passion. Wow. And, and Jeremy, um, I'm getting a sense. Uh, that your platform is flexible to do both of what I'm going to ask, which is you have people from all walks of life that can hop into a cave. And you might also uh, be asked to do it for an intact team. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, a, right? it's a pretty flexible format. Anything that you can do. Uh, so we talk about monotasking as the opposite of multitasking, one task at a time for a specific specific period of time. So anything that you can do in, in a monotasking way can be done in the cave. We, you know, if you log onto a cave, you'll see someone illustrating in a notebook, someone doing pottery. Once we had someone cooking a chicken, you know, uh, it really, it, you know, it's it, it, and, and you know, some, in any given cave, we'll have people in 15 different countries. Um, it really, wow. it's pretty universal. You know, it, it's for in anything that that uh, requires requires that kind of deep focus. Wonderful. Right. That's great. So one, one of my favorite quotes, um, so Jocko Willink, um, I'm sure you've heard of him. He's, uh, he's actually here in San Diego. And uh, he, you know, he talks about discipline equals freedom. Discipline equals freedom. And my experience, I, I, I hopped onto a cave, I think it was two weeks ago, once, once I heard Todd Henry mention, uh, mention this and, and once I, I found out about you. And I swear I got more done in three hours then I would have gotten done the entire week. Really? Yeah, because it was like, what am I going to do now? Because Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I got nothing to do. <laughs> but it seriously was that freeing. 
And I'm, I was wondering, what is your um, what is your perspective around discipline equals freedom? And have you yeah. found that, or have your um, customers found that? Yeah, well, I you know I grew up and I hated rules. I was kind of a rebel. You know, <laughs> if I took the Gretchen Rubin uh, archetype quiz as a kid, I would have been a you know a rebel, um, or a, you know I I won't follow any rule that I don't understand or don't agree with. And so, um, so I, I it was only as an adult that I realized when I wasn't getting the output I wanted or the outcome I wanted that I needed to look at you know, look in the mirror and, and look at what my role is in this. And, and, and as an adult, I really found that freedom in, in discipline and, and, um, const- I, don't, I don't like the word rules because the rules is loaded for a lot of people. We like to say constraints. Um, and so, so yeah, I've, I've built, uh, both, you know, both with Cave Day and, and, uh, also with, uh, the accountability group we run at Cave Day, um, a lifestyle around constraints. And, and yeah, the, the opportunity there is, um, is, is, what if the, you know, you know, we, uh, back in the day, cavemen only worked about three or four hours a day. Uh, and, and what if we could find that again? What if you could do your, your full day's work in half the day? What would you, what would you have more time for? What kind of work-life balance could you have then? You know, we really, really think that, that working smarter and, and working with more, uh, intensity, uh, can really, uh, allow people to reclaim that sort of middle, middle class lifestyle in, in the age of distraction. You know, it, you know, the, the dominant culture wants us to always be on and the dominant work culture is about always being on and always being responsive. And if we don't fight back, um, we're going to, we're going to be, you know, uh, you know, tweeting away our lives. Yeah. You know, Jeremy, it seems to me, um, you know, if you listen and uh, to all the wonderful neuroscience stuff that has come down, you're really training people's brains. You're you're creating a, a forum, a context for the synapses in their brain to regroup. And yeah. that's what I'm, I'm listening to this. I'm just bubbling all over. Um, I want to go in. I want to experience it. And and. um because I can see some people who psychologically have trouble focusing. Yeah. And well, this just being revolutionary for them. It's, it's definitely rewarding to see, to see people have that kind of reaction. Uh, let's go back to that word co-regulation that you mentioned earlier. You know, what we are talking, you know, what we are talking about on, on one level is, um, is that, you know, hard work that, that matters is often existentially challenging, right? And my, our brains are wired to, to avoid existential challenges. So if I'm writing that, if I'm writing that, that next great novel and I don't know the answer, my brain goes danger, danger, <laughs> escape, yeah. escape. So, so what we're, ta- you know, what we're, uh, uh, by creating this environment where we're all in this together and we're share, you know, we, we prompt people to share some of the vulnerability of what's going, of what's going on for them, uh, as they do their work. We're allowing people to, to co-regulate and, and, uh, stay out of that danger zone, stay out of that hypoarousal or hyperarousal, those states that yeah. get us out of our ability to, um, to function and, and, and tackle the work we need to do. Wow. So do you have any, um, do you have any thoughts about how this, um, how cave day, how um, putting yourself in a, a cave in this limitation for three hours, how that is actually expanding and enhancing people's creativity? Because it, it does sound like a dichotomy. Yeah, well, you know, as a creative myself, I, I often need to give myself the space to stare at the wall <laughs> and to not to not uh worry about the outcome. Right. And um, it's often hard to, to book that time in, in the in one's li- adult life. 
So, you know, uh, the, the structure of the caves and the, the structure of a sprint at a time, uh, allows people to say, I'm going to take a sprint just to, just to journal or to, to open up the brainstorming session. You know, no, no, no uh, requirements. Um, and then I'm going to stay longer. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take, the, you know what? I'm going to book, the, I haven't made any progress on my screenplay. I'm going to book the uh, three hour cave for tomorrow and I'm going to work on it the whole time, no matter what. And so, and so what that does is it just forces, you know, you to work longer uh, than you would alone, much like when you, you know, work with a trainer or go to a workout class, you work a little longer, right? You sort of put yourself in a situation where it's going to force you to, to go a, a little harder. So I think with creativity, it's oftentimes it is that, it is that time and that ability to stay with the discomfort and just kind of, uh, you know, allow those, um, you know, interesting um, patterns to emerge in one's brain, which, which don't always happen right away. Great. And so what's your, what's your message to team leaders who, um, who don't get this yet? Um, and team leaders who really want their people to be productive, um, and engaged. Um, what would be your suggestions for them? Yeah. Well, you know, I talked about working out a little, a little bit ago and, and I think that's the, the metaphor we like to use. So we've learned over time that there is a smarter way to work out, right? There's interval training. There's ways to, to maximize the time we do, we, we get in the gym. Um, and, there's all that sort of research around work and, and it doesn't <laughs> jive with an always on culture. So I really just inform yourself about the research, uh, about what it takes to do, um, successful knowledge work. Uh, and, and if your team isn't designed to, to create room for that, um, maybe there's something that, that you could do to create a culture of, of, uh, focus, of values focus. Um, and right. yeah, I'll stop there. Great. So, um, other question is, you began Cave Day before a pandemic. We're now in a pandemic. God willing, 2021, we're coming out of a pandemic. Are we going to be, you know, are you suggesting that, that we need to have a, a remote, um, let's say, solitary experience in order for us to be productive moving forward? What What has this time taught you if a... For real estate consultant or a CEO were coming about how to design the work place of the future or the work environment of the future. Um, what would be your, um, what would be your consulting there? And I, I, I don't have a big check right now. What do you got? I'll give you yeah. the, I'll give you the cheap answer. <laughs> uh, so, you know, so we've seen, uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, in their in their mid career have have taken this opportunity to move out of the city right they have one kid or they've got two kids and they were they were making it work in the city and they've moved in, into the middle of new jersey i've seen, i can't tell you how many people i know that have done that and i don't think those people are coming back uh to the office every day so i think a lot of teams are going to have to uh are going to be forced to work with the hybrid model so you know we like people to be here there are certain times people have to be here but there's also we've we've learned that we can actually work remotely and get the things done we need to get done that that environment was always has been for a while uh reserved for the high level worker in te- in the tech world right i know a lot of high level um you know uh, people that have been have moved to Hawaii and still work on their team. Uh, but now the mid-level worker is going to be able to do that. And probably every worker, it's probably going to be just a, a perk of, of certain kinds of uh, companies. So, so, so that's the, the main place we're going to start is we're going to have to, we're going to have to make hybrid work. And so um, if you're going to design an office, 
you know, it's it, obviously it's got to have the right tech and the right uh, configuration. You might want to move a little bit away from the open floor plan, uh, give people a little bit, a little bit more uh, private space to to do what they need to do, but also have video calls with the people that are not there. Um, and you know, it's it, it, we're going to have to find uh, ways to trust each other, um, even though we can't mm-hmm. see each other. So, you know, in the in the traditional workspace, you know, you look like you're working. Good job. You know, I've seen I'm seeing output. You might be checking Facebook for two hours a day, but fine. You're here. You know, I, I get to tell the story that uh, I've, I've managed you well and you're and you're doing your job right. and, and the output is there. Um, so, you know, a lot of managers, a lot of managers, I think, are afraid to to not be able to see their workers. And so that's when we start to get these weird uh, expectations for for when they're not in the office of how they need to prove that they're working. Um, we really need to to, um, you know, move that move towards that sort of um, uh you know, results-oriented uh, work environment, and also um, having really clear OKRs and really clear um, uh, what what growth looks like. And 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 the last thing I'll say is that it takes it requires a a different skill set. So there's a real I think there's a real art to um, to working remotely and making people feel your presence on your team. You know, it, it certainly can be about the timing of messages or how you communicate, um, how you share when you're when you're off the grid for a little bit of time, how you share about how you work. We encourage people to create a document that just sort of explains how they work, what their life is like when they work best, what kinds of work they try to do at, at which kinds of day, uh, how to escalate an emergency. So um, it, it really is a skill set to, to, to make your team feel you and make and uh, make your team, especially if you're the person working from home and your your uh, coworkers are in person, how are you going to um, make yourself feel enough belonging, feel enough psychological safety and feel um, engaged enough with the other people that you're not with in person? Yeah. And oh, I, oh, wow. You just said so much incredible. Uh, when you said, um, I love the distinction you made and I hadn't seen it with that set of glasses before that you're right up to now. You always hear about the owner, the CEO, the founder going off to Hawaii and, and, and still running the company. But now the whole middle of companies can do the same thing. Whoa, that I've got to I've got to think more about that. That is um, and then the skill sets are are very different. And I've already came to this realization and wanted to even talk to you more about it, Mitch, about there's also an obligation, a learning for the remote worker. It's not just the leader. I'm all one with. If your leader's not doing it, then you need to do it. If your leader hasn't created a way to come to a decision quickly in the meeting, maybe you can introduce that. Maybe you become the facilitator without it being formally announced. So a whole uh, set of skill sets. This is this is really exciting. Yeah. And what I love. Yeah, go. Sorry. Go ahead. No, what I love, Jeremy, is 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 how much design this conversation is just how much design is involved mm. or the redesign of um, both the leader, the, the organization and, and, um, and the worker. Yeah, it definitely requires a new lens. And the, the last, the one more thing I'll add is that, you know, I think all, all humans and definitely all workers uh, do need to feel like they belong. And, 
you know, we, it's really easy when everyone's in person in the office. This is the place I work. Uh, these are the rules of engagement. There's the coffee. This is my team. Uh, my desk is right here. You know, I, I belong here. This is part of my identity. Uh, and so when, when a worker is working remotely or if we have these hybrid teams, we're going to have to be a little more attuned to what it takes to feel like you belong. Um, my wife works in a traditional work environment and they're, they've been sending each other gifts all the pandemic, you know, and, and when the, the mail comes and she gets a package from one of her coworkers, like her face lights up, you know, we have to really think about, we have to really acknowledge that we all need to feel that, that belonging. And that is definitely harder when you're not in person. Yeah. Great. This has been awesome. Is there any question we should have asked you? <laughs> Jeremy, that we haven't asked you. Oh man. I mean, you know, I have to, I think, I think that was great. Uh, is there any other question you want to ask me? <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it's good. I mean, it's uh, you know my only obvious is, is why are you in Arizona? But otherwise, um, no. I think I think uh, I think it's good. There's te- definitely a lot of value. Yeah, um, a lot well, of good I, I guess maybe one, one more we could do is sort of like just some quick tips for for worker. You know, great. yeah, yeah. What are some quick tips? Yeah. So if anyone wants to just level up their their work when they're working from home, uh, we have a bunch of quick tips that we like to to give. So first one is getting your phone out of sight when you're working. Uh, research shows that if your phone's uh, in sight, even if it's turned off, it can re- temporarily reduce your cognitive performance. How crazy that these things are so powerful that even when off, they can impact how we how we function. So um, and they're obviously, of course, I don't need to tell you that they're designed to to steal your focus. Right. And so um, so just take that take it off the table. And if you find that you're you can't really manage your your ability to work on one task at a time, um, use a technology blocker. There are tons of both free and premium and freemium versions uh, that that you can use to just take take it off the table. Uh, the one we like is called Freedom. It's it's uh, been around the longest and works on all your devices. And you can just say for this two hour session, don't let me go to my my inbox, my <laughs> Facebook, anything. Um, you know, our lizard brands can't be trusted, and there's no there's no shame in that. It's actually really powerful to to acknowledge that and to use technology to to overcome it, to transcend your limitations. Um, uh, make sure you're hydrated. People don't realize the power of water. Even a two percent dehydration can reduce your cognitive performance. Um, and and there's there's no definitive research about how long the brain can focus for, but we haven't seen anything that says that the brain can focus uh, con- consistently for more than about fifty two minutes on one thing fully. So your brain does need to break. You do need to manage your energy throughout the day. So uh, be really really conscious of, of taking breaks. You know, breathing, um, stretching, all these sorts of things. Uh, doing something that that energizes you either mentally, physically, or, you know, emotionally uh, in between work, work sprints. And if you're working with more intensity, you're going to feel better about breaking. I think that workers don't feel great about breaking because they're never quite working hard enough. Uh, and then the last thing is to be to be mindful of that you that everyone's energy dips throughout the day. Um, there's a great book called by Daniel Pink called When that talks about the different chronotypes of work. And so, you know, two thirds of people, you know, peak in the morning and then have a, a, a trough over uh, after lunch and then recover at the end of the day. Um, night owls, you know, experience that in, in the reverse order. And so start to learn when you are when, you, you know, uh, when in the day is the best time for you to do different kinds of work? When you're the most awake, you should do those those more challenging cognitive tasks. And when you're when you're dipping, that's a great time to to move to admin stuff. So the more you can design your day to work with your energy, um, the more the more satisfied you're going to feel. Because uh, I know when I try to try to write, when I'm just like you know uh, you know 3 p.m. comes around, it's just it's just, it's a losing battle. <laughs> so to know that I can work with on a on a more um, a, a, something that's more suited for that time feels really great. Great. And I want to give a fourth one. I don't know if you had three, but 
But what I what I've experienced is um, another plug for Cave Day is when you start your week and you spend three hours in a cave, you feel so confident for the rest of the week that you can produce. So I don't know if if, if some of, of your subscribers have said that have seen that, but I felt okay. Um, you know, because again, my my personality is, is is all over the place. Like I now know I can use that discipline to get things done, and because of that, I, that that is going to be such a much more productive week. So, I get my my word to um to team managers who who many use the Monday like let's all get together, let's all power up. It's like yeah, let's all get together, let's power up, and then let's tell our people now for the next two hours, don't talk to each other. Yeah. You know, put yourself, put heads down. Let's get stuff done, um, because I do think that um, that just that 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 burst of confidence at the beginning of the week leads you to be more productive at the end of the week. Jeremy, this has been just, just fabulous, stellar, fabulous. I'm so and glad I found now you. We'll jump into the cave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. my cave right now. Um, but thank you so much for your time, for your dedication, for putting products like this. And, and the other products that you're putting out there uh, into the world. Um, and let's see, where can we find you and where can we find your products? Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, you can find more about Cave Day at caveday.org. We are at, at Cave Day in all the interweb places. And I'm at Jeremy Redleaf on all the interweb places. So come, come find us. All right, Jeremy, thank you so much. Uh, Jenny, again, thank you so much. And yeah. we'll see you next time in another episode of Team Anywhere.